Welcome to My Swedish Område. A podcast brought to you by Svenska Institutet's Study in Sweden channel. I'm your host Emma from Uppsala slash Stockholm. I'm your host Sanjay from Malmo. We're going to take you to neighborhoods all over Sweden to find out how international students like living in Sweden. Hopefully we can have a fun and funky time together along the way. So let's go! Guess what? It was working the whole time and I just didn't see the box. <laughs> Did you just snort? Yes. I always snort. I'm like... <laughs> That's hilarious. My nephew finds it very funny. He always laughs. Yeah. It's very sweet. Hey! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas, Sand! How has your Christmas been? But technically, this is the second day of Christmas, right? Because they're 12 days. Yeah. So, so far, <laughs> it's been fantastic. Yeah. I am in Jamaica, which is Yo. awesome. Yeah, last year was a, I had a Swedish Christmas. And now I'm back to a Jamaican Christmas, which I am a little bit more happy about. <laughs> But it, it's nice to see, like, even some uh, similarities-ish. Because uh, Sweden has glog, and we have something called sorrel. And I mean, they're both filled with alcohol and red <laughs> and sweet. And what else? There is a uh, Sweden has the pepper kaka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have rum cake. <laughs> <laughs> and what else is there? There was something else, but I can't remember it right now. But let's just say I've been eating and drinking a lot. Very lots good. Of food, lots of juices, so it's been good. How about you? Yeah, I've been I've been eating a fair bit. Uh, yeah, I'm back in the UK. I'm not in Sweden, but I'm going back tomorrow. Tomorrow, for one day Sweet. only, and I'm going to Switzerland. Ooh, it's very exciting. Yeah, but it's warmer here than in Sweden. When I left Sweden, it was very snowy, um, and yeah. here it's like seven degrees. Yeah, it's been really nice. I've just been with family the whole time, which is comparable to my 29 degrees right now. Oh my god, <laughs> that's just mean. Sweden could have a nice. dream. That's insane. So, so you've been with family and stuff. Yes, I have, and it's been very nice because I have a new nephew, and he's very small and farts a lot, and that's very funny. He's very cute. He's three months old. Nice, which is very sweet. So, since you're on a world tour, how about your tour of Sweden? What neighborhood did you visit? Oh, good segue, Sand. I visited <laughs> the Nut. Victorious Flugster. Oh, uh, that's a screaming. Ah! Yes. The screaming place. So it's interesting. So Flugster is a suburb of Uppsala. It's like three miles from the city centre. Lots yep. of students live there, like thousands of students live there. And you've got oh. the high houses and the low houses. And the high houses, there's like 16 or 18 houses, I think. Seven stories tall and like 20 rooms across. So there's loads of students. And then the low houses, they're more like small apartments. But there's quite a lot of those as well. And it's like its own really cute little village town thing. But it's (laughs) very well, it's like very nestled in nature. Like it's in the forest. Um, and it's like, on Sounds a like a really, really, really cozy student village then. It is. It's really sweet. And it's, it's Jealous. really, yeah, nestled outside of the city center. Um, but it's also very well known for its mad parties, um, mm. like big time. Um, yeah. So I went there and I spoke to two people. I spoke to Sigurd, who is a Swedish student and she lives in the low houses. Um, yep. and she's a PhD 
student right now. Um, and she's like more like in the settled Foxter community. Like she's going to be there for a few years. Um, and she's like really established a lovely, cozy apartment with some friends. And yeah. then there's my friend Dylan, who's an Australian exchange student. And he is just about to leave there. And he's lived there for one year. And he's very, very close with his corridor. He has lots of nice stories to tell. Um, he cooks with them a lot and they have nice outings together and stuff, particularly in the summer. Um, so yeah, I got two very different perspectives about living in Flugster yeah. and I recorded the scream. Oh, I want to hear it. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to warn everyone when it's about to come on because it's going to be very loud. <laughs> So wait, do they do that like uh, every hour on the hour, like a time signal or is it just random? So literally it's every day, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday at 10pm. 10pm. Every day. Some days it's bigger than others. just sticks their head through the window and screams. Yeah. A lot of people, not everyone, not everyone does it, but lots of people do it. Wow. Yeah, it's mad. It's it's really loud. And it's funny well, I'm like, excited to hear it. Let's just see what it's like. It'll be good. Sometimes the the scream is very funny because because you like make eye contact with someone across in like the building opposite, and then you'll like scream at each other. Uh, Did you join in? Yeah, I joined in. Uh, I know it's Emma. a very loud scream. Oof, my hair. Oh, wow, look at my hair. I look like a founding father. <laughs> I look like I look like Thomas Jefferson or something. Alexander Hamilton. Wow. Like, uh, like Gustav or I look like a Gustav. But it's nice that you got to experience that. I'm a bit jealous now. No, I have to find somewhere that's just as nice. A you nice student start, screaming place with lots the, of history. The tradition Celsius. I'm gonna find something in Lund. You can do it. I believe you. Yeah. I believe in you. It's a competition now. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Dylan. I'm from Australia, a city called Wollongong, which is on the coast just south of Sydney. I've been in Uppsala since January. And I'm studying physics and mathematics. We are currently sitting in my Flogster kitchen. I share the kitchen with 11 other people. Actually, that's not true with 12 at the moment. It's meant to be 11 other rooms, 12 other people at, at this point in time. I spend quite a lot of time here, actually. Yeah. Have you always lived in Flogster since you've been in Uppsala? Yes. I arrived here on my first day and I've stayed here since. What is Flugster? Flugster is a suburb in Uppsala. When students talk about Flugster, they mean the student accommodation here. There's 16 buildings, I think, on this street, Sena and Schweg. Most of them are student accommodation. There's also some more student accommodation uh, very nearby, just on the other side of the park. How many people do you think live here and what sort of types of people live here? That's funny you should ask. As I was waiting for you, Today, I was looking out the window and I saw seven floors in the building next to me. And I was like, hmm, seven floors. There's 12 rooms twice on each floor. So I will say, like, not all of them are full, about 20 each, each floor. 1,400 students, roughly. And then another couple of buildings of families you see around, and as well as just people that live there. A lot of international students live here. What is like surrounding? So you said it's a suburb. So what is surrounding Flugsa? Like what are we talking in terms of like nature, in terms of distance to the city, distance to other campuses? How is it situated? 
It's about about three kilometers, three and a half from the city. There is uh, a lot of nature on the other side of Vlogstar. There's a big nature reserve that you can get to quite easily. There's soccer pitch uh, at the back and playground for kids to play or for me to play. You know, depends how I feel. The supermarket nearby, which is quite well loved, I think, for its sales. I have a friend who used to live here as well, and she was like, the best sunsets I've ever seen in my life have been around Flugster. Would you agree or disagree with that statement? There are some pretty good sunsets, you know, at this window right here behind me. We're on the fourth floor. We are on the fourth floor, and there are we are just at tree level. You can see the, the sunset through the trees. It is very nice in the summer. That's true. I have had a couple of really nice moments here with friends around the table, looking out the window, window open, a nice summer breeze. Summer breeze makes me feel fine. Sorry, I don't know that song. You're too young. Dylan is 20 years old. I am 20 years old. What's your favorite thing about living in Fluxa? Because you've stayed here for the whole year. Like you didn't, did you try to move anywhere else? Were you always like, I like Fluxa, I'm going to stay. Like, what do you like about the best about Flugster. Yeah, I stayed here the whole year. Um, I like most the fact that I live with nice people. I like that there are lots of other people around, so it's always easy to meet up with people. It is also nice to be near the, the forest as well. What has been your experience of the turnover rate in the corridor? Do people tend to move in and out quite a lot or have your group been quite like a steady base? Because obviously it's like an environment with like Swedish home students and exchange students and master's students and international students as a massive cohort of people. So what is your experience in terms of people moving around a lot or staying? Of the people that stayed here that were here last semester, of the 12 of us, there were five that stayed to this semester. There's usually also one or two that come within a come and go within a semester. What's it like? So obviously you share this kitchen that we're sat in right now with a lovely array of pans, as yes. I've said. Yes. Lovely array of pans, some nice pictures on the wall of your, you and your corridor friends. Mm-hmm. A nice sign which says three, four, which means the third building, the fourth floor, crispy floor, which as you've told me already, you don't know what this means. Yeah, it is from ages past and people past too. Do you tend to feel the sense of history and students gone by living in Flugster? I really do, actually. You know, at the end of last semester, I um, painted the wall uh, out here in the common area. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't think I was allowed to, but I don't think anyone is going to care because it looks so much better than it did before. Um, and we put our handprints on the wall. So um, we have one generation of corridor people on the wall and hopefully we'll get another one at the end of this semester which is soon actually we should do that the summer before i came there was uh, some people cleaning out the place which was very nice i came to a very nice clean corridor and one of the things they found was a a uh, a dvd and it had like a horror movie cover on it and we were convinced that it was either a horror movie and something's going to crawl out of the tv and kill us or a homemade Flogster porno. And I was honestly hoping for the porno, but it it didn't. It just ended up being a really shitty quality horror movie. And it was really disappointing. Tell us about, most people know about Flogster in different parts of Sweden. Nay, in different parts of the world because of the Flogster scream. <laughs> Could you explain what the Flogster scream is? Yeah, did you, did you practice that? Nay, in different parts of the world. No, I just oh. did that now. When the clock strikes 10... Uh, most nights, no. Mm. Every night. 
Surely. Not true. I'll get to that. Most nights, the students open their windows or go out in the balconies or whatever and just scream out into the night. Sometimes it lasts a couple of minutes. I mean, people ask why people do this. And some people say it's like to relieve stress. Being a student is tough. But really, I think a lot of the people in this area are exchange students and their life is not tough. They're having a pretty good time. I think mostly people just scream because that's what people do in Foxtel at 10 o'clock. And it's kind of fun. It's very fun. When I lived here, I was not often back by 10, to be honest. It was my first semester involved with the third group. Um, so I wasn't often here at 10, but when I was, it was always a great feeling. Okay, guys, we're out on the balcony in Flugster. What are we about to do? We're going to scream, my friend. We're going to do the traditional Flugster scream. Oh, it's, it's been so, a tradition for centuries. Centuries. My children, all our children know about it. That is true. We are going to perform a screen that will be followed by tens of people. Hell yeah. Tons of people. Yeah, I'm, I'm at tons, tens, of course. Tons and tens. Tens of tons. Guys, how cold is it right now? Um, say so it's a solid minus three. Says the guy in the t-shirt. I can see yeah. snow and fog. Because you guys will scream and then I'm going to scream. There are people getting ready to scream. It's 10 p.m. We're on the fourth floor of one of Flugster High Houses. I'm ready. Are you ready, Regina? I'm ready. I'm ready. We're all ready. together from across the buildings. My name is Sigrid. I'm from Skåne in Sweden, more specifically Landskrona, a little small industry town in the middle of the West Coast. Uh, right now I'm doing my PhD in chemistry, but previously I was here as a master's student, uh, also studying chemistry. Is your PhD as part of Uppsala University as well? Yes. And Sigrid, where are we right now? We're in my apartment, which I share with two other people and a cat, uh, in the low houses in student area called Flugsta in Uppsala. You just said we're in the low houses. What are the low houses of Flugsta? So the low houses is an area which consists of apartments or apartment buildings only, uh, whereas the very logically named high houses <laughs> consists, consists mostly of uh, corridor rooms or dorms. There are some apartments there as well, but the low houses is apartments only. And so the environment's quite different, as you can imagine. What's particularly distinctive about the low houses, not just in terms of height. Do you think there's anything about the appearance of the low houses which sets it apart as distinctly Swedish? To describe their parents, they're like red brick houses. I guess that's kind of Swedish. And the balconies are blue, so it's kind of nice. And yeah, they're not very high. We are on the third floor, even though most people would call it the second floor. And um, yeah, 
In a way, I feel like I kind of loaded that question because in mind, I was like, I know what Swedish about because for me, it's like the red, is it brick or wood? I, brick. It's brick. The kind of like the ready, rusty red color. And then also, yeah, this, the fact that there are balconies, like to me, that's like very Swedish or very not where I'm from. <laughs> like that's yeah. not, because I think so much about particularly, obviously we're in a more residential area now, but like in the city, like there's balconies in quite a lot of places. And even though we're in a residential area, there's still balconies, like still this idea of sitting out when there's sunshine and like having breakfast and really enjoying every moment of sun. I feel like that's quite specific to like, the, yeah, just a Swedish feeling of enjoying the sunshine when it's out because it is rare when it's out. So I really like the, even in the student context, and I think a lot of people think of student housing as quite like low budget, kind of like, oh, here's something we've put together for a student to live in, they'll deal with anything sort of thing. Even though these, like this housing area is all for students, there's still like care and attention to small things that just make your quality of life better. And for me, it's like the balconies and things like that. And, and generally with Swedish architecture and housing, I guess more broadly, like the colors of housing, like, because it's when it's like a big gray winter, like we've had the last few weeks, it's nice to like look around and look at the buildings and be like, there's a nice red colored house. There's a yellow house. There's a light blue house. And it's like really nice. And for me, really distinct from where I'm from, um, which is interesting. I don't know why I just went on a whole sidetrack about that. Um, but Sigrid, what do you like about Fluxta? Because I've heard from many people at the Student Nation that you really, really, really like Fluxta. And I want to know the reasons why. Not that I think it's not nice because I really, really like it here as well. I lived here a year ago and I really liked it as well. But I would love to hear your thoughts about why, what, it, what your love for Fluxta is or your like or your feelings. So it's funny that there's uh, some sort of rumor going on that I love Fluxta. <laughs> not that it's false. The rumor is that I like where I live. <laughs> that's, that's fun. Um, but what makes me really like it here, I guess, I mean, it's dark out now, but you haven't been, uh, so you haven't been able to see our view properly, but we have a view over a forest and the fields and it's really beautiful when there's light. Uh, so it's really cool to like not have a view over a wall or another house. I know a lot of the other buildings do have that, so it's quite specific for my house. But that's really nice to be close to like open green areas and have I bike like past the fields every day. So I'm like biking through the fields. It's really nice and, and green mostly. <laughs> um and I also like that like it's not that far. Uppsala's not such a big city. It takes me 15 minutes or so to bike to most places. That's not right on the other side of the city which is nice so to work and to the city it's not so far and yeah we have the best grocery store in Uppsala <laughs> you do it's deals 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 at Ica West yeah it's, it's Ica Best as we say <laughs> hell yeah I didn't know that pun <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a good one and I mean I have good roommates I have I live with a cat I mean well that's pretty great hell yeah mm. And I don't have to share kitchen with a bunch of other people, which can be fun. But I feel like I I had done that and I could move on to a real kitchen and a real apartment. And yeah, I think that's about it. A lot of people here in the low houses as well. But at the same time, even though I've this is my first time being in this area and maybe because it's nighttime and other factors, but it feels like quite cozy and yet a community at the same time. Um 
And I wanted to ask you about like the sort of outdoor activities you take part in as part of the Flugster community. So like in the summer, do you have barbecues and stuff on the grass or maybe that's a virus? Um, or do you like, <laughs> or do you like go walking in the forest in the winter a lot? Or what are the sort of things that you do around your neighborhood? So out on the front are like kind of sandwiched between the high houses and the low houses is a big open green area with a huge playground, which is really cool. And I wish I had playgrounds like that when I was a kid. There's like a trampoline and cool swings and really high climbing tower slide thing. And it looks awesome. There's even a cool little shower. A shower? Yeah. It's really cool. It's like an outdoor shower in the playground. It's really awesome. <laughs> I can imagine if you're like a kid who lives around here and then you're running around in the summer and you're really hot, you can just like, ah, like, or just anyone can just <laughs> use it, I guess. Yeah, so I got a group of runners this summer that was running through there and all like stepping into the shower. <laughs> That's so funny. It's a feature, but I love it. Yes, and there's also, I think there's a, a volleyball thing, pitch. What's it called? Field? Yeah, a volleyball pitch. And there is football goals or soccer, soccer goals. And there's also like barbecue pits or sort of things that disperse around the playground. And a lot of people out on the front here of our building have also barbecues on the ground and stuff. So like on the bottom floor of these buildings, uh, the balcony actually has a little door that you can open. So you can step right out from the balcony and sort of have a little extended garden out on the grass. So That's super cute. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I'm always a bit jealous about that. But I get to live on the top and not have people look into my room. So that's nice too. That's always nice. Obviously you're Swedish. How do you think Flugsta, you can either talk about it in terms of the entire unit of space or you can talk about it in terms of just the low houses. How diverse do you think the population is in terms of Swedes and non-Swedes, international people? Um, and what do you think that does to the community vibe, the neighbourhood? It's hard to say because a lot of people go and live in the high houses when they just arrived to Uppsala, which... Of course, there's a lot of Swedish people, but also a lot of internationals. So I mean, I don't think I can pull up a ratio, but maybe 20% internationals around there at least, I would guess spontaneously. But here, uh, it, you need to get queue points to get an apartment here. So you need to queue for a while. So usually the people who stay longer are Swedish people. What's a housing queue and what is it in relation to this apartment? Like, who are you queuing with? How does that work just for people who don't know what that is? So you would sign up on a web page. Um, I'm not quite sure how it does because it's not actually my apartment. Uh, <laughs> but I think either with, with like the municipality, I think you sign up and there is a specific queue for students. And I believe for every semester or day or something like that, that you're signed up, you gather points. And the, win, the one with the most points get the apartment if you're applying for one. So one of my roommates have been in the queue for quite a long time. She's been studying here for a while and she signed up for the queue, I think, even before she came here, like when she turned 18. So she'd racked up some points and couldn't get the apartment. So, of course, if you're here for a semester or two years for a master, the chances are that you will maybe not get an apartment here. But I think there's probably quite a few shared flats where international students live together with Swedish people who has an apartment. And also, I think uh, to some extent, like families with children have some sort of they can break the queue a bit if they need a place to live. So, I mean, don't take my word on that, but I, I guess I think so. So because I'm definitely sure that there's not non-Swedish people here because I've met them, <laughs> but I don't think the ratio is as high as in the high houses and other student areas. Because there's always the possibility that 
for example, if a Swedish person had the like first hand contract or second hand, I don't know how it works. If the if the Swedish person was on the contract for the apartment and then they went to study abroad for a semester or whatever, and that could coincide with a person coming to study abroad here because they might put it on Facebook if they don't know anyone and be like, hey, because they don't want to sublet my apartment. So that way, an international student might be able to find something like this through Facebook groups and things like that. That's why Facebook groups are always a little bit of a good idea sometimes. Correct. Yeah, that's about it. I mean, also just uh, renting out your rooms. I mean, there's two, uh, three to four, maybe even some two rumors, but there's three to four rooms in the apartment. So that would be like bedrooms plus living room. So for here, here, for example, we have three uh, three bedrooms and usually you wouldn't live alone in one of those apartments. You would either live with a family or with a group of people. So, yeah, you can also just get a room if you're lucky, like I did. Nice. How much do you feel like there's a community here? You can also, if you don't feel like that, you can be honest as well. Um, how much do you feel like there is a community and how do you see that in action or not in action? I think there is somewhat of a community here, but I don't actively participate in it. I think I would have liked to maybe, but I have so many other things to participate in that, you know, you gotta prioritize. But I know there is a, I don't know how to call this, but there's like association for the residents here where you can impact things like how the, I mean, I think how the bushes outside, where, who's cutting them and how often is the, the laundry room cleaned by an external cleaner and like these kind of things. So you can sort of impact what goes on in the area. And I think they have... I mean, they have some side of community, clearly. And I I mean, I'm pretty sure that some houses have more um, community within them. But I think it's pretty typical for Swedish houses that you or Swedish people that you don't really socialize that much with your neighbors. I'm sure you've heard about that stereotype and it's quite true. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess, unfortunately, because people are usually nice, right? If you would compare the low houses and the high houses, the high houses would... Has way more community. You have corridors. Often you might even have like several corridors having some sort of thing or a whole house. So, yeah, that's quite different. I think this area, because there's older quotation marks people, like mostly academically older, but also um, families like PhD students who has children and so on, it also becomes kind of a different area. It's, it's the people who, you know, they have established themselves in the city. They have their own communities outside of where they live. And that kind of removes the need of socializing where you live. You have all the other places to go to. So I think that also impacts how we move in our area. Are you close to the people that you live with personally in your apartment? So even though it might not be like a big social thing in comparison to the high houses, it's still social in like the immediate place where you live? Yeah, very much so. So I moved in with two friends. Like maybe we weren't very close friends, but we were still we hung out on occasion, it happened. And they said that they were starting a little house together. So I was like, hey, can I move in with you? <laughs> and so we started this awesome uh, little shared flat where we all share the same uh, values and we're very similar politically. And so that's fun. <laughs> so we, yeah, we do a lot of things together. We try to have dinner together once a week. We've been failing in that quite a lot, but we've all been really busy. Like one of the people I live with wrote her sort of final project thesis and I just started working. So yeah, that happens. But also trying to just hang out sometimes on the couch when you eat breakfast and so on. It's, it's yeah, 
and we're having New Year's dinner together and like these kinds of things. And I'm staying here for Christmas. So uh, one of my my partners is coming here when we're having Christmas with one of my roommates and it's just going to be nice. So those kinds of things. It's more like, you know, living with your friends, like most people <laughs> when you live with your friends. That's super nice. I was going to ask you if you had specific like nice Flugster memory, whether it was like, I don't know, some big dinner you had once or like some park thing you did once or a walk that you took that you really remember or a sunset that you saw or something that you really remember thinking like, I'm really grateful I live here and like it's really specific to living here. So like there's a few, but one of the things that really stand out is the first time me and my friend stepped into the apartment and we we walked up to the window here and we saw the view and we were just, you know, it was just jaw dropping because it was so beautiful and it was this perfect summer day and it was so green and sunny and we were like, wow, we're really going to live here. How crazy is that? That was that was pretty awesome. And also, before I moved here, in my first semester in Uppsala, I went to a corridor party in, in high houses. And they are, I guess, quite famed, like sofas being thrown out of balconies and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think that was a pretty chill party. No sofas being thrown out at the time I was there, at least. Made it happen later at the night. But... And, I, I guess it was just any old party, but I really remember it because it was such a nice party and it was a bunch of people I knew and the whole corridor was just like a dance floor <laughs> and there was face painting in the in the kitchen and screaming the, the famed Flugsta scream <laughs> at 10 in the night. So yeah, that's a good one. And also in connection with the Flugsta scream, um, I was biking home one night and, and I listened to audiobooks a lot and I was listening to uh, uh, Stephen King book. You know, they can be, it can be a bit scary sometimes. <laughs> I'm so scared for where this is going. <laughs> and <laughs> it was like coming up to a particularly creepy part of the book. And I was like, oh, you know, spiking, biking, very listening, you know. And then I just start hearing screaming and I'm like, what the fuck is this like sound effects on the book <laughs> this is getting really creepy if it's gonna continue like this and i was like oh wait i took out my headphone and i was like, oh it's the screaming uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like okay that explains it thank god it's not like a sound effect in my book because that would have been terrible because <laughs> like i remember when i lived here um i lived in the high houses last year i remember there was one occasion where like most of the time i was not back home at 10 so I didn't get to participate and if I was back home at 10 then I'd be awake and I would participate there's one time where I went to bed really early and I went to sleep and then I woke up and everything was screaming and I was like no and I was like oh it's just a scream it's fine the scream with the corridor parties like because they are they're so big like the corridors are so long because it's like if I'm just trying to contextualize for the listeners like it's what 12 people to a corridor or 10 people to one corridor uh, yeah 10 or 12 i think i'm not sure Something. and then if you have a party where it opens because it's basically like yeah 10 or 12 a door and then you have like a little like stairwell area and then another door which along the same width it's another 10 or 12 people so if you have a corridor party which opens up both of those spaces it's such a long corridor it's crazy um and then just like, yeah, it's they're really special because there's so many people and so many people who might only be there for a short amount of time. So they're really like, woo, like living my best life sort of thing. Or people who've lived there for a long time and I don't know, 
<laughs> wires and flogs to people. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. But generally, those settings I've always found are very, very international and very like there's so many different types of people there, which is really, really, really fun. Um, and even when I think about now, the people who I know who live in Flogster, I know two Aussies, a Japanese girl, a German guy, like I know a real mix of people and also socially mixed. Like I know some really shy people who live there who love living there. And I know some really outgoing people who love living there. And it's really nice that somehow it's able to create a space for both that you can, because I think Flugster has a reputation of like, oh, it's cool if you love to party or whatever. And it's like, yeah, there's that, but there is also space for people who are more shy and reserved. And, you know, there are some kitchens which have the reputation of being really messy, but there's also some kitchens where all corridors broadly, where, you know, everyone will get together money for pant and go and or, or go and do that. Or they'll put money together for the kitchen supplies and they'll all do a big kitchen clean together. Or on the funner side of things, they'll just like make big Christmas dinners together or a barbecue together. And it's, it's like a real nice mix that you can get here. It's just like, it's an own little society. There's a pizza place and there's a hairdresser and a bike shop and a little corner store. And it's, it's just a funny old place. I guess. So in a way I'm like both happy and not happy that I missed out on it. But it's like as I came here as a master student, kind of felt like I was over the whole uh, living in a crazy corridor thing. So I'm also like if I would have come here as a bachelor, I probably would have liked it and thought it was a lot of fun. But now as I'm on my older days, <laughs> academically speaking, academically, student wise speaking, <laughs> um, I think I would have been kind of tired of it. Like, uh, leave me alone. I just want to like have a rest. <laughs> I was thinking about my own, like my own memories from when I left here. But like, I was thinking about when you were saying about the view from the balcony and stuff. And, you know, I, I don't know. What is the view like towards what dire- yeah, direction? Is it Hog? there. Yeah. And you can't see it really from here, but like that way is Eriksberg. So Horga, Eriksberg, like that. But it's mainly like like a field view, like a foresty yeah. field view. You you have a few houses from Hoga, but then it's mostly forest and fields, and you can see sort of the the tall, high houses in Eriksberg peeking up over the horizon. And then it's kind of funny, I guess. But there's also like houses, like single freestanding houses, where regular families with you know jobs and stuff. They live right here, right? Jobs and stuff. Yeah, no, no, they're really <laughs> close. They're right in front of us. Yeah, I remember last New Year's we we had really high hopes in, in the house owners that they would be having a lot of firework, but they didn't. <laughs> that feels like such a lost opportunity because like there's this big green space behind that's like you know a big space to project, I guess, the the light across the sky and like not disrupt too many people. Yeah, and like. It's pretty good if you go out just a little bit, you can get away from quite a lot of the light pollution as well. Because, I mean, we are sort of on the edge of the city, so that's kind of nice as well. Like just thinking about seeing things in the dark, but yeah. I guess that's also why I have a lot of friends who particularly were here last semester and they said the best sunsets I've seen in my life have been at Flugster. And I remember some gorgeous sunsets and some gorgeous sunrises and seeing the stars really clearly out here because exactly as you say, we were at the periphery of the city. So it's really good to see. Like what you can see clearly. I remember I have a friend who visited from London 
And she said as soon as she like got off a plane in Sweden, maybe she was exaggerating, but I don't think she was. She was like, I was startled by how like clean the air is. And particularly like, and particularly for me, like, you know, if I think about London, it's like nasty. And then compared to here, and particularly when you're like out in like nature in Sweden, like it really like in, especially in winter, it really like startles you. Like it's so clean. Um, and then that combined with the night sky and right now it's the snow on the ground and it really feels like a magical winter wonderland. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice now that the snow has come. I mean, both nice and not, but I bike everywhere. So Snow is a bit of an obstacle sometimes. I will survive another winter, I guess. Hell yeah. But it does make it a lot brighter. Like, there's such a huge difference. Um, Like, you know, the playground down there, coming here before, biking through there when the lights were out, it was like pitch black. And then now you you can bike through there and you can just see everything because of the reflection of like the moonlight in, in the snow. It's really cool. I was thinking about, yeah, I, I keep like starting to say, and I keep going off on another tangent, but yeah, the space out here of the fields that you're talking about, the view from your balcony, um, like the field and then looking over to Eggspire and Hauger, I remember distinctly last summer, I wasn't living here, but I was staying here in a friend's room because of various complications with my own housing situation. And so I was here and I remember I, in like one morning I told this guy that I was in love with him and he basically had not reciprocated back. And I remember just walking through like the green space over there that we were talking about and crying and like, not being like anyone around. And like, sometimes like someone would cycle past and stuff. Now I remember that really warmly because it was such a warm, bright summer's day. And like the sky was so blue and the fields were so like expansive, but I knew that I still had like, I could still see like Flugster in the background and I could still see like the city on the horizon so I was like I will go back and my life will be fine and everything is chill but at the same time I could still access this like part of nature that felt really remote and isolated so I could really have like a proper like outlet for the shitty feeling I was feeling and I could just wander and like yeah it was like I remember that really fondly now at the time I was like obviously sad but like now I remember it super duper fondly which is nice. And I think it it was because of this idea that I could access this private but public open space very easily. And but yeah, I still know I could like get home safely in a way, if that makes sense. And I could do all of it on foot if I wanted to. And because last summer was so like this summer was so warm and lovely. There's streams nearby and stuff, and there's like small rivery stuff nearby, and there's the river which runs through the city and stuff. But like it if you want to get to the sea, you have to go like Stockholm direction. That's the nearest seaboard, right? Yeah, I think coastline, <laughs> seaboard. Stop <laughs> by saying seaboard, coastline. <laughs> yeah, I think if you want to go to the to the beach, which as a person who grew up at with salt water with the sea, it's I mean it's not the same to go swimming in the lake or in a river. It doesn't compare <laughs> at all. So I really I really miss the beach and the salt water and the sea in the summer when it was so warm. So because you can bike out to a lake or a stream and you can take the bus. If you, if you had one favorite thing about living in Flugster, what would it be? That it's, I think it's that you're still pretty close to everything, but you're not in the middle of the city. I really appreciate that because I mean, especially as someone who's been a student for a long time, I like going to parties, but I also like not going to parties. 
and having just that space, especially since the low houses, as I mentioned before, it's more older students and, and PhDs and so that live here. And so it's also a calmer area. So sometimes there's parties in the nearby area, but usually it's pretty calm in the weekends, which is really nice. You can sort of escape the party zone <laughs> if you want to. Uh, whereas if you would live uh, at the nation at Örgea, you would live like next to Flüsslet, next to Björjöjal. You would live next to the nation and like not just one nation, like three nations in the neighborhood. It's just you, you never have a calm weekend there, I feel like. As someone who lives directly next to Örgea. <laughs> I can vouch for that a thousand percent. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just settling in for the night and I'm like, ah, put my candle on, wash my hair. I'm just going to do some reading before bed. And I'm just like, ah, right. Okay. <laughs> this is not happening. But yeah. I think everyone should live here at some point in some way, if they can. Because it's it's a really fun place. And if you go for the Kalma Low Houses or the Rockers Bay Houses, I think you will have a great time. I think it's also a really good test of yourself socially if you're like a little bit unsure about what kind of like person you are. Because there is like such different corridor atmospheres. And like if you make friends in different ones, then you can test out sort of where <laughs> yeah. you reside on the social scale. Uh, I think it's a really good test. And also just like living with so many people, it's a really good so many people from so many different countries, um, different experiences, different everything. It's really nice to like be like, cool, I'm going to do my thing. Yeah. Oh, I didn't say that very articulately, but you know what I mean? It's good to live with lots of different people and learn from them and teach them and everyone share a big pot of knowledge mm -hmm. and joy. Yeah, I definitely think all students should at some point live in a corridor, even if it's if it's not Flugsta. You live in a corridor at least once because it's it's an enriching experience. It's like the thing of I think people saying everyone should work in customer service at least once because it's a real like test of like knowing what other human beings are like, a real like eye-opening moment. Mm -hmm. I think it's the same with living in a corridor for good for a lot of very good reasons, I think, as well. Not not just like, oh sure, your kitchen is bad, whatever. I think for a lot of really good, genuinely like personality shaping reasons or like maturity growth yeah yeah i mean it's like i usually say every time i worked at the nation at like the fico or the pub uh there's i mean there's always someone who's like the food is cold the food is taking long why is my beer so much foam it's like you were a student nation everyone who go to a nation should have at least once worked at the nation because i mean come on your food is gonna take long we're two people in the kitchen and we have 200 guests come on <laughs> Uh, thanks so much, Sigurd. This is great. Thank you. I've had a lot of fun. So that was a really fun interview to do. I hope you enjoyed it, Sanjay. Yes, that was really fun. Very interesting, actually. Nice. Yeah, looking forward to the next podcast. But I'm up next. Yeah. Do you know where you're going yet? Not yet. It'll be it will I hope I hope I can surpass you in the level of fun like this one was. I'm sure you can. This one was very fun, but I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can up the ante. <laughs> so you've been listening to my Swedish on Rode, a study in Sweden podcast, and Sandra and I will check back with you again soon. 
yes, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and keep listening. We love you. We love you. Yeah, like, subscribe, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Share. That'd be great. All those awesome things. Hell yeah. Goodbye. Bye, guys. <laughs>